welcome to the Substance of Life Experience podcast. I'm your host, Angela, and I am so glad that you could join us today. Today, we are going to have a fireside chat. And the reason we're having a fireside chat is because I have received numerous emails and uh, text messages and phone calls from close friends concerning the COVID payroll tax deferral. Uh, A lot of people are confused about it. Some people don't really know what it's all about. Some people have received bits and pieces about this particular uh, payroll tax deferral, which was part of an executive order. So I invite you to sit back, get your favorite beverage, and give me a few moments of your precious time so that we can have a fireside chat on the topic of COVID payroll tax deferral. So as I said earlier, I have received numerous inquiries about hey, what is this? What is the COVID payroll tax deferral? Or what is this executive order all about? And before we get started, I want to say two references that are very, very important for you to understand anything about payroll tax or taxes or money in these United States is, number one, you need to go check out the IRS website. And as you're doing that, you also need to check out the Government Ways and Means Committee, which is at the House of Representatives. So in order for us to have this conversation, I think it's important for me to give a little bit of definition to uh, the when and the where and the who is behind this. And the reason why I say that is it has been a long time since most of us have taken a uh, civics course or a American history course where we talk about the various committees. Now, uh, in our country, the United States, our governing bodies are made up of various committees. And these committees are in charge of uh, creating laws, uh, sustaining laws, and implementing laws. So one of the committees, one of the very, very powerful committees, and I will say that it is a powerful committee, is the Committee on Ways and Means. And I want to give you a little bit of a definition of what this committee is. Aside from being one of the oldest committees in the United States Congress, it is the chief tax writing committee in the House of Representatives. The committee derives a large share of its jurisdictions from Article 1, Section 7 of the United States Constitution, which declares all bills for raising revenue shall originate in the House of Representatives. Now, our House of Representatives is made up of elected officials. And these elective officials are, of course, Republican and Democrat. But since the 1800s, the committee has had the obligation to exercise jurisdiction over revenue as it relates to tariffs, as it relates to reciprocal trade agreements, as it relates to bonded debt, 
you know, that's the debt that uh, we incur through bonds like um, we had war bonds back in World War One and War Two. Um, this committee is in charge of that revenue and everything that relates to that revenue included in this spectrum is Social Security or the Social Security system, as well as Medicare and social service programs. So all of that is under the umbrella of the Ways and Means Committee. And I invite you to break out your electronic device and do a little bit more research on the Ways and Means Committee. You'll be enlightened as to the functions of the Ways and Means Committee and which one of your elected officials is currently serving on the Ways and Means Committee. The second definition I want to give you that a lot of people are not fully aware of is the executive order. What is the executive order and why is it so powerful? Well, an executive order is a means of issuing federal directives in the United States. And it's used by the President of the United States that manages operations of the federal government. The legal or constitutional basis for executive orders has multiple sources. It's located, um, well, one of which is located in Article 2 of the Constitution, which gives the president the broad range for development and enforcement authority for the executive order. So, you know, when I say the authority, the authority to use his or her discretion to determine how to enforce laws or otherwise manage resources and staff of the executive branch. I'm going to say that again. The executive order gives the president broad executive and enforcement authority to use his or her discretion to determine how to enforce the laws or to otherwise manage resources, and staff of the executive branch, hence the term executive order. So now that you've got a little bit of background on the Ways and Means Committee and the definition of executive orders, we can dive into our fireside conversation. So on August the 8th in 2020, an executive memorandum was issued, an executive order, which allowed employers to defer withholding and payments of, of the employee's portion of the Social Security tax if employers' wages were below a certain amount. And I'm going to rephrase that again. If and only if an employee's wages were below a certain amount. And here's where I get the questions. You know, with COVID, it's not that we were sleeping. We were very much awake. It's just that there was so much going on. I don't know if we fully digested how 
the COVID payroll tax deferment would affect us in the long run. And that's basically what our fireside chat is going to be about, how it affects us in the long run. So I want you to keep one very thing in mind if you get nothing else out of our chat today, and that is deferment, deferment, deferment. A deferment is you don't have to pay it now, but you do have to pay it. It's sort of like that old saying, that old wise tale saying, you rob Peter to pay Paul, same difference. So when you hear about that COVID employee tax deferment, I don't want you to walk away thinking that it's free money because it's not. I don't want you to walk away thinking that, oh, you know, I had a little bit of extra in my paycheck, so I really don't have to pay it back. I'm going to tell you right off the bat, mm -mm. the employee social security tax deferral is applied to payments of taxable wages to an employee who makes less than $4,000 during a bi-weekly pay period. So what am I saying? And I'm going to say that again. If you are a federal government employee or a private industry employee and you make less than $4,000 every two weeks by weekly pay period, you might have your taxes deferred. So if you're not sure, I encourage you to look at your leave and earning statement starting from September 1 to see if you had any Social Security payroll taxes deferred from your paycheck. So if you're a private industry, you might have a little bit of leeway. I would go to my HR department and ask, hey, am I having my payroll taxes deducted in full out of my check? Do I have the uh, opportunity to say I don't want to participate? Go to your HR. Go to your payroll people. They will be able to answer those questions for you. If you are federal government or federal service, you pretty much know the answer to that question already. Many of you have received a letter from your HR department stipulating that X amount of payroll taxes has been deferred from your payroll check. And that's why you might have seen an increase in what you bring home every two weeks. Now, for those individuals that make more than $4,000 every two weeks, it's business as usual. You will have Social Security payroll taxes taken out of your check. So you don't really need to worry because it is coming out. But I would still check my leave and earning statement to make sure that it is still coming out. And again, that is if you bring home $4,000 or greater, the deferral does not affect you because you're still paying taxes. So, you know, why was this done? Well, according to the Ways and Means Committee, and the executive order, deferring payroll taxes 
is in lieu of what's going on with the COVID-19 disaster or the COVID-19 issues that we're dealing with. And basically, the executive order is saying um, a certain portion of your Social Security payroll taxes can be deferred. You don't have to pay them. Hence, that slight increase that you see. So I just want to be able to answer one of the questions that was asked of me, which was what payroll taxes are able to be deferred. And as I said earlier, the executive order only applies to the employee, employee, I'm going to say it again, the employee's portion of the Social Security payroll tax, which is approximately 6.2%. Medicare payroll tax and the employer, that's the person who gives you that check every two weeks, payroll taxes are not included. So the way it works here is, and I'm going to pick on private industry, private industry takes out a certain amount of Social Security tax on every employee. And that is coming from private industry And then there's another percentage which is coming from the actual employee. So your company still has to pay taxes and they still will pay taxes. And it applies to them no matter what. However, when it comes to your check, you may see an increase of what you're bringing home because that 6.2% has not been taken out. Who's eligible? Again, anyone who makes $4,000 or less on a biweekly pay period. I'm going to say that again. Who is eligible for the COVID payroll tax deferral? An employer may defer. An employer may defer the employee's portion of the Social Security payroll tax. For any employee whose wages are less than $4,000 on a biweekly basis, when does this deferral apply or when does it start? Well, it began September 1, 2020. And it is supposed to continue until December 31, 2020. So at the end of December is when your paycheck will resume back to its status quo. Now, some of the questions that were asked of me by personal friends were, is my employer required to defer payment of my portion of my payroll taxes if I fit into that $4,000 or less by weekly realm? And according to the Ways and Means Committee, The executive order provides temporary relief for employers from the obligation to withhold and pay the employee's portion of Social Security payroll taxes. I'm going to say that again because that was a mouthful. The executive order provides temporary relief. I did not say permanent. I said temporary, which means all things do come to an end for the obligation to withhold your portion 
of their Social Security payroll taxes. The executive order does not mandate deferral, nor does it outline any penalty as a result of not participating in the referral. So if you are private industry, go to your HR department, think about how all this is going to affect you in 2021. And I know I keep harping on that because that's really important. This is a deferral. This is, te- this is a temporary fix, if you will. Okay. The executive order does not provide a right for employees to demand that they participate in the deferral, in the COVID deferral. So you can't tell your boss, hey, I want you to participate in this. Okay. That is why I'm suggesting that you go to your HR department, human resources, and seek help to understand how this is going to affect you in 2021. So let's just say we have now arrived to December 31. The new year is being rung in. Everybody's had their party, and it is January 1 of 2021. When are my deferred payroll taxes due? An employer must withhold and pay the total applicable taxes and compensation paid from January 1 to April the 30th in 2021. And here's the part where you need to sit down and really, really hear what I'm saying. So when January 1 hits, your employer has to begin to pay back all of the money that he withheld from your Social Security payroll taxes. And I'm going to break that down into some concrete numbers as an example so that you can kind of get a flavor for what it is I'm really talking about or what I'm really trying to say. Let's just say, for example, you fit into the category. Every two weeks, you bring home less than $4,000 and you had payroll taxes deferred. Let's just say your payroll taxes equate to $300 every two weeks. I know that doesn't seem like a lot to some, but to some it is quite a bit. January 1 comes around and that first period where you are receiving your first check for the new year might be mm, somewhere in the neighborhood of January 15th, January 16th timeframe. Now, typically, you might have had $300 taken out of your check for your payroll taxes. Well, this is a new year. Not only are you going to have the $300 that you typically would have taken out, and payroll taxes, but you're going to have to have an additional 300 taken out to pay for the back deferment that you engaged in. So altogether, that could be $600. Yeah, you did the math right. 300 and 300 is 600. 300 for your current paycheck and another 300 for the deferred. And I know what you're thinking, because that's the same thing I thought. My God, how does one handle this? Well, when you get that extra money, perhaps it would be a good idea to take it and put it aside. Don't spend it. 
put it away. Don't use it because tough times will be coming and they will be coming when you get that first paycheck. Now, here's where your payroll office comes into play. You can ask your human resources department for a little bit of flexibility. And I'm pretty sure that some uh, HR departments are going to exercise some flexibility. You don't have to pay it all back over the first four months of 2021. You can ask to have your withholdings in installments and remit, remit it on a, a prorated basis. You know, your Social Security payroll taxes that were deferred during the last four months of 2020. That might help ease the pain of having to pay it back. If an employer delays withholding or is unable to collect the taxes from the employee, well, guess what's going to happen? The employer is liable for that withholding, and that liability is going to be passed on to you. In most cases, it will be passed on to you. The employer might make arrangements to collect if the deferred taxes cannot be withheld from your paycheck. In other words, you left that company. You're no longer working for Acne Incorporated. But you had money deferred. You had your payroll taxes deferred for the last four months of 2020. How is that going to be resolved? You need to ask your HR department. But I can bet you dimes to donuts that you're going to get a 1099, and that's going to be added income. And I want you to think about that. Some might say, oh, well, you know, that's not so bad, Angela, added income. It's bad when that added income takes you to the next higher level tax bracket that you did not have taxes taken out for. I'm going to say that again. It's bad when that added income Boost your tax bracket higher. Now, you might have had taxes taken out. I'm just going to throw a number out there for $65,000 a year at that particular rate. But during the last four months of 2021, you didn't have any payroll taxes taken out. So that extra, I'm just going to, we're going to use that $300 range again. That extra $300 a pay period became an extra $600 added on for the month of September, an extra $600 added on for the month of October, November, and December. And that takes you to a new tax bracket that you were not prepared to be in, that you did not have taxes taken out from. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that there's a great possibility that you're going to end up owing when you file for your income tax. Because remember, all of this money has to be paid back to the federal government by May 2021. Interest, penalties, and additions to tax will begin to accrue on May 1, 2021, with respect to any unpaid Social Security payroll taxes. It's a deferment. It's not a freebie. You're not getting this free of charge. In the long run, 
you may end up hurting. Because if you don't have all the money to pay back on May the 1st, 2021, you're going to include interest, penalties, and any additional tax associated with your unpaid Social Security payroll taxes, which were deferred. So these are things you need to think about as you get that extra bit of money in your paycheck. I want you to sit down with a paper and pen and your leave and earning statement, and I want you to calculate how this is really, really going to affect you. And I want you to come up with a strategy on saving this money, putting it away so that when that pain point hits, you're prepared. Now, for those of you that are federal government employees that fall into the realm of the 400, excuse me, the $4,000 or less every pay period, this could hurt you. So don't look at it as a gift. Look at it as just what it is. It's a deferment. Either you pay it now or you pay it later. But I can guarantee you will pay it. So this is Angela at the Substance of Life Experience Podcast. This has been our fireside chat. I'm hopeful that you got something out of it. If you are kind of confused as to what all this really means, I invite you to go to the IRS website. I invite you to go to the Ways and Means Committee website. And I invite you to have a conversation with your human resources department. And just sit down and do the simple math. Look at your leave and earning statement. See how it's going to affect you. And make that prudent choice to take that money and save it. Because May 1 of 2021 is coming. The question is, are you going to be prepared?